Hello. I like when I like I like when there's responses to that. Sometimes you don't get a response. Sometimes you do. Hope everybody's doing good today. Everybody doing well? Everybody's doing well. Good. I'm glad to hear it. Um, I just want to um, kind of just echo what Pastor Ben said and just kind of point out um, just that what he said is absolutely true. <laughs> um, I wouldn't be able to do anything without Albie. I mean, she's super, super detail-oriented. I'm not super detail-oriented, um, and that shows in very various ways in my life. And uh, if she wasn't planning things and doing things, then I, I mean... I wouldn't have clothes on. She puts my clothes out for me, all right? That's how detailed it is. <laughs> and um, I haven't dressed myself in years. <laughs> and when I do, it's not good. <laughs> so, but, you know, and sometimes I just, I go against what she puts out for me. And she's like, that does not match. You don't look great. But I just want to be an individual, you know? I don't want to be myself. So, but anyway, so, and, and, and with Pastor Leslie, she does all the stuff. All the stuff. Like, all the stuff. <laughs> I'm not just saying that. She does so much for this church, and and not only just for the church, but for the community itself. Like it's unreal. If you followed her around for a week, you would be a stressed out, crazy person. I'm sure because she's always going, doing, and, and singing like an angel bird as well. And uh, oh, that was Vanceburg campus. That wasn't this campus. Last week I said she sang like an angel bird. They laughed at me because that's not a thing. I don't guess. No big deal. Angel bird. Do they? That's good to know. So now we know that, and we can go home. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> we're not, we're not, we're not. But anyway, so last week we did start a brand new series called Evangelism, Becoming All Things to All People. And uh, our theme verse for that was 1 Corinthians 9, um, 19 through uh, 23. And I'll just read that really quickly. Even though I am a free man with no master, I have become a slave to all people to bring many to Christ. When I was with the Jews, I lived like a Jew to bring the Jews to Christ. When I was with those who follow the Jewish law, I too lived under that law. Even though I am not subject to the law, I did this so I could bring um, to Christ those who are under the law. When I am with the Gentiles who do not follow the Jewish law, I too live apart from the law so I can bring them to Christ. But I do not ignore the law of God. I obey the law of Christ. When I am with those who are weak, I share in their weakness, for I want to bring the weak to Christ. Yes, I try to find common ground with everyone, doing everything I can to save some. I do everything to spread the good news and share in his blessings. And that's just Paul writing back to the church of Corinth, letting them know that I try to do everything in my power to become all things to all people so that I can win some. And even Paul himself in that chapter knows that he's not winning everybody. And sometimes we can get discouraged because we do invite and we try to get people to come and they never come and it's discouraging and you feel like you're not doing enough. And But even Paul said, I'm not winning everybody. Like, I just can't do it. And you're not going to win everybody either. But you can win some, right? We can do some. And so... That's Paul doing that, and last week we discussed a couple things. I just want to highlight some of those things. Uh, we discussed why we feel the need to belong as a church, as a as a as a humanity, as humans, I guess. And so that derives scientists believe from our need to be safe and secure because of the hunters and gatherers and all those different things. So we have this primitive need for survival, 
And uh, last week we also discussed um, how to become all things to all people without going too far and what that looks like to go too far. And we discussed how if it's going against God's word, if it's contradictory to that, then you're probably not doing the right thing. And so that's too far. And that's how you know when you've gone too far, if you start doing things that God says not to do. We also learned the importance of being a church that's real instead of being a church that's fake or, or, or always right. or Because people don't want to put themselves in situations where they walk into a building or they walk into a group of people and they feel like they're the only person in that whole group that's messed up. I don't want to feel that way. That makes me feel like I'm not good enough, I don't belong, and that's not what Bethesda's all about. Bethesda, I want Bethesda to be a place that is real versus always being right or, or, or perfect. And I tried this week to be more real. When someone asked me how I'm doing, I let them know, like, how I'm actually doing. Instead of just saying good, I just say how I'm doing. And it was kind of funny this week at work. One of my coworkers just popped into my office and said, hey, how you doing today? And I said, man, I'm stressed out. And she was like, okay, well, I'm glad you're good. And she walked off. And I was like, whoa, 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 did you hear what I said? <laughs> like, I said I'm stressed, not good. But she just heard what she wanted to hear because that's just a natural response. When we ask someone how they're doing, they just usually say, oh, good, doing okay, or whatever they might have to say. But I'm just starting to be real now. If I'm not doing well, I'm just going to tell you I'm not doing well. If I'm mad, I'm going to tell you. But today, guess what, guys? I'm doing well, and I'm happy, and there's no flat tires and there's no crazy stuff going on at this moment in time. And so I'm kind of excited about that. I'm doing well today. And it's good to be real. It's good to just allow that to happen because I promise you, you'll see that you'll be surrounded by more people who genuinely care about you if you just start being real, and you'll be able to lead people better if you're real. So we talked about that. And uh, this week, I kind of want to look at it and change gears just a little and keep the whole, you know, becoming all things to all people, but I want to encourage you guys today, and at the same time challenge you today. So I want you to be encouraged, but I also want you to be challenged, and I would like to read from Romans 10, uh, 13, verses 13 through 15. Very, very awesome. The whole book of Romans is fantastic. If you ever get a chance to go read the book of Romans, I really strongly encourage it. It's one of my favorite books in the, in the entire Bible. It has so much detail in it. And Paul just pours, pours his heart out. And he talks about so many different issues that touch home to me in Romans. And in Romans 10 is excellent. And you'll see when I start reading these verses about how we um, should become all things to all people. And this is verse 13. For everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Everyone who calls on the name of the Lord will be saved. Verse 14. But how... Can they call on him to save them unless they believe in him? And how can they believe in him if they have never heard about him? And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? And how will anyone go and tell them without being sent? That is why the scriptures say, How beautiful are the feet of messengers who bring good news. And before we dive into that, because there's a lot of good stuff in there, let's just pray together. Um, Father, thank you for this day. Thank you for this awesome congregation. Thank you for the Bethesda people. God, we ask 
today that you would allow us to hear something that would change our minds about things or prick our hearts or encourage us or challenge us to do more or to go farther or to do whatever we need to do, God, just to just to help a little and to win some, to become all things to all people. God, give us that desire and encourage us today through your word. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Now, several questions are posed in the three verses. Several questions. Um, I said several, but there's four. There's four questions, and they go like this. How can they call on him unless they believe in him? How can they believe in him unless they have never, never heard about him? Sorry. And how can they hear about him unless someone tells them? How will anyone go tell them without being sent? And these questions, when they're asked just like that, they kind of answer themselves. They almost become rhetorical. And because they will call on him when they believe, and they will believe when they hear, and they will hear when someone tells them, and someone tells them when they're sent to tell them. And all these questions are answered by that single statement. People will call upon the Lord to be saved when people are sent to tell them about the Lord. And our job as a church, I believe, as a church, our job is to either go or send. And that will fulfill the great commission that Jesus left us with, which is to baptize all people and and make disciples of all, baptize them in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. That great commission that we are left with can be covered by those two things, if we are going or sending. And if you can't go, you better be sending. And Bethesda is awesome at sending people. We do amazing things as far as sending, and I just want to highlight some of these things today um, just to kind of give you some encouragement because there's a lot of good things happening through Bethesda. Like I said, there's always room for improvement. We can always do more, but Bethesda is really, really awesome, and we do amazing things. And so I just want to highlight just a couple of the areas that we are able to be able to send. And to do that, I'm going to need Albie's help for a second Um, because she's good at at this stuff. But every single uh, BGMC Sunday, which you guys have heard of BGMC Sunday, we gather all the change up and they put it in the cool bucket. Every single one, she goes down, she teaches the kids about what BGMC is, how it works, what it looks like, things like that. And she does such a great job of teaching that to the kids. I figured she could come up here and maybe even teach it to us adults. Because I don't know about you, but I don't know a lot of things about BGMC other than the fact that we give coins, right? You give some coins, and then what else, what happens then? Let's see what happens then. Hello. So, I have my purse because I have to go teach him and Greg and Donna are covering for me. Do you think think I'm weird? I'm not. Okay, so what does BGMC stand for? See, Jill's awesome. I'm sorry, Jill. I forgot to tell you earlier. It's because it's dusty, probably. So, Boys and Girls Missionary Challenge. Um, so that's when the kids, like Dusty said, they collect all their change, they bring it up here, and then they go take all your change. Um, so what that is, is um, it's a missions program for kids that instills a heart of compassion to reach the lost through prayer, giving, and going. Um, so the money raised goes to critical needs all over the world, um, such as feeding programs, um, building wells. And I told them this morning, 
that each month whenever I teach BGMC to the kids, I tell them what it is, uh, how we raise the money, and what we do with it, and then I tell them a story about where the money has actually went. And the one that I think stood out the most to them is when I told them about um, this community or this tribe of people who didn't have water. Um, and they, so BGMC went and uh, built a well, and the kids, and I showed them just like pictures of these kids drinking clean water for the first time. And the, our kids were like, we just drink bottled water. We don't even drink faucet water. I'm like, well, they don't have either. They don't have faucet water. They don't have bottled water. They had no water, just really dirty, diseased water. And um, so that really made the kids understand, like, this little bit of change that we collect is making a huge difference. Um, some other things is Bible school. Um, it buys materials that they might need for um, puppets, because kids like little puppet shows. Um, music, literature, Bibles, because you can't take, you couldn't take our Bibles to another country where they don't read English. Uh, they have to be in their language. Um, music, sound equipment, whatever they need to reach the unlost people is what BGMC does. Um, some statistics about it. Since BGMC started in 1949, and since then they have raised over $162 million at last camp which is pretty impressive, I think. Because Dusty has to touch all your buttons. <laughs> anyway, um, BGMC supports 200, and, I mean 200, no, just kidding. 2,442 Bible schools and satellite campuses. It supports over 5,200 missionaries. So like missionaries that are coming, like the McCoins, is that their name? Mm -hmm. Yeah, I had the flu that week, I didn't see them. I'm excited to meet them. Anyway, um, the McCoins, like when they go to Japan, BGMC is going to that, and this year, all the money we're, we are raising as Bethesda is going to them, which is pretty cool. Um, if you want to read some of those stories, if you're like, maybe Albie's a fibber, I'm not, but if you think so, you can go to uh, bgmc.ag.org, and they have all kinds of stories, and it's really uplifting, and there's pictures, and it's just really cool. You can see, like, where this money is going, and... Um, so if you're wondering how to get involved, help your kids find change. Look in your car. There's always chains rolling around my car. I don't know why. Probably because that's me. Um, or, you know, your couch cushions, wherever. I didn't say that correctly, did I? Anyway, find your change. Give it to the kids. Our goal this year is to raise $2,000. We are about 700 short of that, but I'm not worried because I know the girls are going to bring so much change next week, right? Jill, Isabella, I believe in you, yes, because next week, I won't be here, but we'll do it, we will do it the following week, um, if the girls, which they will, bring more change than the boys, we will pie Dusty in the face, and he has a pie face, I told him about that, uh, me and for this morning, he's still upset about it, but um, if the boys bring more change, which I hope they bring a lot, but not more than the girls. Then it'll be me, but no one wants that, right? No. Jill! <laughs> She's upset about earlier. <laughs> it's fine. So anyway, next week, bring all the change you can find because someone's getting pie in the face, and I hope it's not me. Um, Jill. Oh, wait, wait, wait. If it's a tie, then it'll be you. <laughs> so if it's a tie, it'll be Jill. All right? I thought I like Jill though. 
Okay. Okay. So what I'm saying is that change that doesn't seem like a lot, it is radically transforming lives all over the world. Um, people who don't know Jesus will know Jesus. Kids who aren't eating and drinking, they will be eating and drinking. So it's really important. And we love you guys. And here's a song from Dusty. I say nice things about her. She insults me. And the world goes round and round. <laughs> Gee whiz. Her cousin told me last night when we went to tear in the trees, her cousin came with us, and her cousin said, you have given her a complex. She thinks she's the coolest person in this world. And that's probably my fault, because I do I encourage all that. Um, all that she is, I encourage all that. So it, if you ever think, well, Albie's weird, it's because probably because I've given her a complex. <laughs> I, make, I make her think she's awesome, I guess. But I'm glad that she has that kind of a complex rather than some kind of like a, ooh, I'm terrible or whatever. But anyway, she thinks she's awesome. Whatever. She's getting pied in the face because if I have to bring in $100 worth of change or something myself, it's going to happen. Because she has the pie face, not me, right? Right? Yes. Chill. <laughs> so anyway, BGMC has given $162 million to uh, needy things all around the world, to missionaries, to provide drinking water, clean drinking water. It's awesome. We can just get a bottle. Could you imagine being so thirsty and then not being able to drink the water that you have because it's contaminated? I mean, you can't, it's hard to even imagine because I've never been in that situation ever in my life, not even once. I mean, I've been super thirsty and not had anything to drink or anything readily available, but it was momentary. Could you imagine going days without water and just being afraid? Like if I drink that stagnant water out there, I'm going to get sick for days and it'll kill me probably because I'll be so dehydrated. That's just crazy to think about. You don't, you don't realize how much your change that throwing in a quarter helps someone have clean drinking water or whatever. That's, that's amazing, guys. And the fact that we do that as a church and we're able to raise so much money as a church for BGMC, that's so awesome. And I'm just so grateful that you guys do that and just keep that up because that's so needed in so many parts of the, of the country and, and the world. It's, it's amazing. Um, so that's what the little kids do. They do BGMC. They hang out. They, they give a lot of money towards that. What the youth group does is called Speed the Light. And Speed the Light is a student-led um, way for the kids to get or for the students to get involved in missions. And, man, they... They do all kinds of crazy things, and since its beginning 75 years ago, or over 75 years ago, Speed the Light has given $322 million to Speed the Light and to missionaries all around the world to buy uh, sound equipment, to buy donkeys, to buy wheelbarrows, to buy uh, vehicles, sound equipment, so much different things. Anything, they always joke, they say if it has hooves or it has wheels and it helps a missionary get somewhere to spread the gospel of Jesus Christ, we'll buy it. Like, that's what they do. That's what Speed the Light's all about. It's about getting the light of the gospel to an unreached people group as fast as they can and by doing that through different forms of transportation. And just to give you guys a little bit of some of the statistics, that they, things that they bought is crazy. Check some of this stuff out. They bought 33 airplanes. 223 boats, 
558 media packages, 1,130 motorcycles, 1,276 new church grants, 1,504 video projectors, 2,265 portable sound systems, 4,040 bicycles, and 10,399 new vehicles for missionaries all around the world. It's amazing what Speed the Light is doing and how many countless, countless people have heard about Jesus and have been able to accept Jesus as their Lord and Savior because of the students faithfully giving. And it actually became really real to them a couple of years back. Um, right after one of our missions conventions, we had a family here who came and a missions family, and it was really cool. And then uh, that next month when we went to, mission, uh, to a youth convention, we got to see that same family. And during the convention, all the kids are encouraged to bring $10 for a offering. And that offering goes towards buying this new, van, new brand new van for this family that we had just talked to and hung out with and, and got to know really well. We got to buy them a brand new vehicle and present it to them right there on the spot so that they could be in the area that they're in. And just to see the look on their face and to see the look on the student's face when they said, man, we know who they are, like we know that family. And just to buy that vehicle for them, what an amazing feeling and to help and just to do that. And so that's what the students do. They're constantly doing that. We're trying to raise money for that. Um, and we enjoy doing it that way. And so now we've, we've covered the kids, we've covered the, uh, the, uh, the teenagers, and for the adults. And some of you may not know some of these numbers because I didn't know them myself, kind of embarrassed, but I just didn't know them. Um, but did you know, as a church, we sponsor 14 missionary families and local ministries in our community? Did you know that? 14. That's a ton. <laughs> that's a lot and that's really really amazing and we give them like monthly gifts each each month and, and we try to support them and that's amazing guys there's so many so many missionaries on the list there's several that I didn't even know when I was reading through the list and I was like man I, I had no idea that this was who was getting all these things and then there was um, this place called the Emos Farm and I had no idea what that even was. I didn't even know that even existed. Does anybody know what Emos Farm is? No, so I'm not the only one that didn't know what that was. <laughs> okay, well, let me kind of explain to you a little bit what it is. It is a nonprofit organization dedicated to the service of commu and community of rural Lewis County. Our volunteer staff and farm managers facilitates a week of service to Lewis County Appalachia Cultural Immersion and Spiritual Retreat for high school and college volunteers. At Emos Farm, we invite volunteers to live the cornerstones of simplicity, community, prayer, and service. And they do amazing things. So they have like a week of just serving back, and they say that they serve um, the poor, the, um, the marginalized, and everybody. It's so amazing, and they just want to serve where that need, uh, serve where needed. And that's amazing. We're able to, to give towards that and to support that, and that's awesome. I didn't know we did that. So now you know, and that's really cool. So that's something that you're giving towards every single Mission Sunday, you're giving towards that. And we also give towards the Tolesboro Food Pantry. Anybody heard of this? Tolesboro Food Pantry. They give out, and they have given out countless amounts of groceries to so many families in our community. And it's so awesome that we are able, as a church, to give towards that each month and help provide 
food for needy families and for people in the community. It's awesome. And that's something that your giving does. And it just it's an encouragement to know that every time you drop a dollar in the offering plate or whatever you're putting in for Mission Sunday, that's going not only to serve our community, but to reach globally the people of the world and to go around to Japan and to these different nations who've never heard about Jesus and to give them an opportunity to accept them him as his Lord as their Lord and Savior. And that's so awesome to know. And I just want to encourage you guys to keep giving and keep trying to do more, keep sending, because when you're doing that, you are fulfilling the Great Commission. You are doing what Jesus told us to do. And that is so cool. <laughs> it's just so cool. Another way that we do it is every single month, um, through the spring, summer, and some of the fall months until it gets too cold, uh, the youth group does youth group live. We go down. And I know that you've heard us talk about Youth Group Live, you've heard all that, but I just kind of wanted to give you like a backstory of how that came to be, just real quick. And I was trying to think of a way that the students could get more involved in their community, how they could serve, because that's what I'm trying to think of. Like, I always want to be serving and doing things in the community and helping and whatever. So I want to do that, but I was thinking, how am I going to do that? I only get them for a couple hours every Sunday. How am I going to have enough time to have them serve in the community, to pour into their lives, and all these things at once? I'm not going to be able to do it. So I, it just hit me one day to go to a place, a different spot in the community, and have what's called Youth Group Live and just do youth group there on location. And we'll have games, we'll have food, and we'll invite people to come hang out with us and whatever. And that was the idea of it. And we would go to different locations. That was the original thought. But now what we do is we go to the very same location every time. And what that allows for us to do is build a rapport with these people. And now when we pull up in the van, everybody knows who we are. Like they'll come out. They know me by name. They know some of the kids. Um, and then the little kids know us. And they're excited because they're getting a hot dog or they're getting some food. And just to go out into the community and actually be there being the hands and feet of Jesus instead of just saying, hey, come to us, come to the church, come to the church. We're taking church to them instead. And we get to witness to them. Like uh, last month, there was this little girl, and I got to ask her what she thought the gospel of Jesus Christ was. And it was really cool because she was actually able to tell me a lot of it. And it was just so innocent to hear it from this little girl's mouth. And just to sit there around that table and sing worship songs with these kids and with the adults. And, and it's an amazing thing. And that's just an, another example of how Bethesda does such great things within our community. But there's always room for improvement, right? So I want to encourage you and I also want to challenge us to keep moving, keep, uh, keep doing what we're doing, keep sending, keep giving, keep giving your time, not just money, but give your time, give your prayers, um, and just, you know, I know this is Pastor Appreciation Month, but really October for Bethesda is more about, it's like Missions Appreciation Month, right? And so it's just, I want October just to be filled with thoughts of how can we continuously become all things to all people to reach some. And that's what it's all about. That's what churches should be all about anyway. Reaching the people, being there with them, caring for them, loving them, giving to them. And so let's continue to do that. If you guys will stand with me today. I know that doesn't feel like a, like an actual sermon that maybe probably didn't feel like a, a great encouragement to you, but you guys are changing lives. 
you are providing so much for so many people without even knowing it, being un and unknowingly. But just be encouraged and know now that you're giving so much. And when you start giving those quarters or whatever, you're providing clean drinking water for kids who never had it. So that's awesome. Be encouraged by that. And if everybody will close their eyes and, and bow their heads, I just want to ask really quickly, if there's someone here who's had a rough week or if you've had been having a tough time or whatever it may be and you just had you came here today and you had a prayer request i don't want to miss that if that's you you want you just lift your hand i'll pray for you now and i'll pray for you all this week amen i see all those hands awesome thank you so much for those hands anybody else just had a tough time or whatever or maybe you just had a prayer request that you'd like me to pray for you this week or maybe you have a job interview or maybe you have something going on any, any other people need prayer i'm not going to come to you i'm not going to do anything weird Awesome. Thank you for that hand. Thank you. Awesome. And so now I also just want to, during this prayer, I want to encourage you, and I want to pray that God will continue to allow us to affect change and cause change in our communities and globally as well. So let's pray. Father in heaven, we are so grateful for you. God, first I just want to pray for those who raise their hand. Father, there were several hands that went up and, and said that, hey, I've, I've got some stuff going on. I, God, I ask that you go to them, that you give them peace, encouragement. God, that you would begin to work things out in their lives, that, that things would begin to work in ways that they wasn't working before, and that you would just provide provision and, and peace and comfort, God, and that you would just bless that situation that they're in, no matter what it is. Just bless it, God, and, and, and use it for their good. Father, we thank you for your many blessings in our lives. We, we thank you for the answered prayers that you're going to give us, God. We also thank you that we have the opportunity to be change agents locally and globally. God, continue to use Bethesda. Continue to use us, God, as senders and goers. And, and, and we just ask, God, that you would continue to cause us to be encouraged and, and want and have a desire to send and, and reach others and do the things that you called us to do, Father. We just want to do those things. We appreciate you. We love you. In Jesus' name we pray.